Hi, everyone. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Welcome to Yoga Birth Babies, a podcast produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. We will be diving into everything prenatal yoga, birth, and baby-related, hoping to inspire, educate, and empower you through your journey into motherhood. Thank you for listening. Hi, everyone. I'm Deb Blaschenberg. I am your host for Yoga Birth Babies, and today's guest, Michelle Goldblum, has many hats. And the first one I'm going to talk about is she's a community member here at Prenatal Yoga Center. She has a new four-month son, and it's been an interesting ride for her. And what I love in our conversation is Michelle is just so open and honest about some of the struggles she had in her first several weeks as a new mom. And I think many people can relate. There was a lot of expectations and pressure and just confusion and being overwhelmed. And she's so open and honest that I think that those that are facing new parenthood or have been through it, you'll get some nugget of information and wisdom and support from that. The other thing Michelle and I talked about was her job. It is fascinating. She's the co-founder of Soul Camp and Soul Camp Creative. So Soul Camp, I'd kind of heard it around. People have mentioned it. So when I looked into it, I was pretty amazed. It is a camp for adults. It sounds fantastic. So I've been to this place called Kripalu and it's um, like a retreat center and it kind of sounds like that, but bigger. So I looked into it, Michelle, and I talked about it, and she's actually offering prenatal yoga center community members $100 off their ticket if they want to go to the one here in on the East Coast at the end of August. So if you want to get that, you can check out the show notes. It will have that, but also you can do www.my.soul.camp.com/prenatal-yoga-center, and you can enter that for your $100 off. As I mentioned, I'm hopefully going to try to reorganize my schedule so that my husband and I can go. It would be a really fun getaway. Plus, I love yoga classes and different workshops and seminars about self-care and healthy eating and just that whole world in general. That's kind of singing my tune. Then also just a little reminder, if you are new and have or have been listening for a while and you haven't yet done a review, I would love for you to go on iTunes or Stitcher and rate and review Yoga Birth Babies. It's another way that people can find out about us as well as help spread the word so that all this juicy information is not just contained to our community, but the community can grow. So enjoy the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Michelle. I am so excited to speak with you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Deb. It is an honor (laughs) and a privilege to be part of this with you. I am so excited. So what we have, so for my community out there, those of you that have been listening know that I love to talk to community members. I love to hear stories because faces that I see in the studio have a massive story behind them. And how fun is it just to have that chance to kind of peek behind the curtains? So Michelle, co-founder of Soul Camp, new mama, you got a lot going on. So I just want to hear a little bit about yourself and how you got started into the health and wellness world. Yes. 
So yes, new mama is my new favorite title that I have. <laughs> um, so I actually grew up in the health and wellness world. So my mom ran a spiritual retreat center um, growing up. So from a very, very early age, I was eating Ezekiel bread and <laughs> having kirtans in my, you know, in my living room and, you know, Diva Pramal and Mitten was sleeping over and really? I would see them. Yeah. I kind of love them. (laughs) Yes. They're wonderful. They're wonderful. So I grew up and as a, as a kid, I was very, you know, against it all. It was like, this is annoying. Another goddess group in our pool. It was like, oh, but, and so I ran as many kids do far away from it. Um, and joined at, went to college and then went into pharmaceutical, really ran the furthest I could from it, went into pharmaceutical brand development and, and marketing for big pharma. Okay. Can I pause and ask, with Please. the kind of, I don't want to say granolish, but I'm going to say granolish parents. How yeah. how did that go over? They're very. My mom is a psychologist, and my <laughs> stepfather also psychologist. So you know, it was really just basically what they said to me was, "You, if you go into marketing, and they didn't really understand like what exactly what kind of marketing, but you have the ability to influence so many people, and it was always do good, do good." And so I speak a lot. You know, when I started my career in New York City, and it was like flashy and like you know what I thought it was supposed to be when I watched Sex in the City or whatever it was, um, I always still had ingrained in me, be the Buddha in the conference room. So like no matter what I was doing and no matter what kind of work I was doing, I was always kind of the one being like, let's all take a moment of gratitude, <laughs> like in the, <laughs> before we got on the conference call with our clients. So it's, it's always been a part of me, but yeah, I grew up, you know, as a kid and I'm so excited cause I'm going to really be doing the same thing for my son, Riker. Um, I grew up going to Omega Institute. I was, you know, in the kids club, like <laughs> that was really like my, my foray in. So it, you know, we had a meditation room in my house growing up. Like it was always just a part of me. Um, and then I, became an adult, went into big pharma. And then like so many people had this breaking point of, I had reached a certain level in my life, a certain quote unquote, I'm using a little quotation marks level in my life. Um, I was rising up the corporate ladder, but I wasn't happy at all. I was in a relationship that didn't suit me. I, you know, was doing really unhealthy things to my body. I was doing anything to stay thin and stay fit. And like, you know, it was just like this moment of, wait, who am I? Like, what is this? What am I doing? And you know, I always say one of the biggest blessings was a total breakdown because the relationship ended and I went, as I, as I know to do, I went to Omega Institute the weekend that he was moving out of our apartment. Um, and it was the first time in my life, my friend said, there's this woman that's going to be speaking at Omega. Her name's Patricia Moreno. She's the founder of a practice called Intensati. Um, and my friend knew her from her gym, like Equinox, but she said, she talks about her inner child. She kind of talks like you. I think that, I think that you would like her. So as the U-Haul van was coming and like moving my boyfriend's stuff out of our apartment, I was like, okay, let's go. So we went for the weekend and it was the first time in my life that I was surrounded by women who were like me. So who like lived in New York city or lived in, you know, kind of metropolitan areas didn't want to necessarily go off and 
to Peru and do drumming circles or like the spiritual community I grew up with, like older women in goddess groups in my pool. You know, it was it was people just like me, a younger crowd um, that was really interested in spirituality and, and living their best life. And it completely changed my life. And so that it was just being community in that way um, with people who were like owned their own companies and were going after their dreams. Like I, that was just so not in my world at all. Um, And so very, very quickly that year, as I, as I do, I'm a very dramatic person. um, I, I owned my apartment at the time. Again, I had risen very quickly in this pharmaceutical world that I was in. Um, I sold my apartment. I went off to India by myself. I quit my job, I quit my career and I created a company. Really, it was like, I want to create a company where I can do branding and marketing for Patricia Moreno. Like that's how it started. It was like, this is amazing. This woman is amazing. This, you know, there are other teachers like this. I want to get their message out and get their stories out and not the cardiovascular medication or the insulin that I was working on. And so that's where it started back in 2011 of, um, you know, creating a company where I was helping in really at that time, Equinox instructors brand themselves, get their message out. And it really started really small um, and wonderfully back then. And that's kind of that, that was my foray into the health and wellness world as an adult. Wow. Talk about, you know, a trajectory. Um, I want to dig a little deeper. Um, I'm kind of fascinated by, I've had, I've had many friends that have that, like, I just need to go to India. And I, I went to India, um, doing a yoga retreat and I'd love to hear kind of diverting off our original path, but why not? Um, I want to hear what you discovered. Cause I found it, a, I found it very challenging in certain ways, um, loud and kind of dirty in parts. And then I went to the South and it was, um, that was beautiful. And of course that was the yoga center is a little bit different. And I traveled a little bit by myself in the beginning and the end, but as mainly with a group, what was, was it what you were expecting and what did it, how did that impact you? Honestly, I was expecting nothing. I'd never <laughs> done anything like this. I'd never just like gone off and I had had, like I set up different things. So I wasn't just like alone in Delhi. It was like, <laughs> like someone was meeting me there. It was, yeah. it, I went by myself. Um, and I had the same experience. I studied at the oneness university in Chennai years later, um, for a month in South India. Mm-hmm. And that was a completely different experience. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was in Mumbai and then way down in Kerala. I mean like, yeah, vastly different. It's totally different. Um, but yeah, that first time that I went, I really, it was like this idea. It wasn't even like, I need to go to India for this spiritual anything. It was like, I need to just like do something big. Like mm-hmm. that was like really the, the thought process I think behind it of like, I need to just go off. It could, and, and, it just, it was India for whatever reason. And it's just, it's interesting because now years later, like I'm a, you know, do oneness meditation. I studied at the oneness university. My mom um, is a devotee of Amma. She is a flat. <gasps> Amma. Oh, I, I love, she's here in the city. She's here in the city. I saw her once in the city. And then when I was um, in India, I went to her, uh, her ashram. It was oddly. Do you remember the tsunami that was what, like 16, 17 years ago? I was there and they actually like moved the elephants into the temples because of the tsunami. It was crazy, but isn't she special? Oh my God. She's wonderful. My mom literally 
owns a flat at her ashram in Amrit Puri, however you say. I don't even know how to say it. But my mom goes every single year, sometimes twice a year. Oh, Um, see, we were destined to talk. This is exciting. (laughs) I know. And yeah, no, I love Amma so much. I'm actually going... I think on Friday night that she's, she's here Wednesday, Thursday, uh, no, she's here Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I think I'm going to bring Riker, my son to go get blessed by her. Oh, that's, yeah, I remember mom, being there is hot in the, in the place I saw her here in the city, it was just really hot and crowded. So good for you. If you can get your <laughs> son to deal yeah, with I'll, that. I'll assess. My mom is actually working the event. So, oh, so you might get a little slip in. I might get a little <laughs> nudge, nudge go up, but, um, But yeah, so that first trip to India, it wasn't, I wasn't expecting anything, but it was the first time that I had come, I had been in this like very intense relationship for three years. We lived together. Um, It was just a lot. It was, it was, it was a lot. And I had become very just like unaware of who I was without him. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just this moment of like, if I'm not his partner, if I'm not, he was an older guy and had two kids from his previous marriage that we had every other weekend. And it was like, if I am not this quasi stepmother, you know, to these girls, who am I by myself? Like I literally, it was just like, I have no idea who I am. So there's a lot of like self-identification after that. Uh, Yeah. So I went off and I wasn't even gone long. I just like went came back and it was like this before and after moment that I created for myself, like before and after India and after India, everything was different. Well, that kind of brings me into, first of all, I love that you did that because sometimes it's about survival mode and just doing the best you can and, and making a massive change. Like I have to get away from that and go in that. So that kind of brings me to defining self care because that was obviously something that innately you did. You had to take care of yourself. You needed to change. You need to change the whole scenario. So how would you define self care? And if you can talk about what kind of role it, obviously it's played a role in your past life. How does it play a role now, especially now that you're in motherhood? It's so important. So my self-care has changed and shifted throughout the years. Um, Sometimes, you know, sometimes it was Bikram yoga was a really big part of my life for a period of time. Um, Other times, you know, going to Tibetan bull singing was a part of my, like there have been just different things that I've been doing. One, this meditation for today, and it really changes all the time, but for today, my self-care really looks, I'm a member of Flywheel, which is something I never thought that I would be part of, but like, I love it. And it, it's just my time for me. Um, and it's very, very important, very important for not just my body, but just for my mental health and my, um, just for, for everything to keep me centered, to keep me calm, to keep me sane and to keep me connected to myself. So I go to flywheel almost every day. I really have said that. Oh, wow. That's a commitment. (laughs) That's a a lot. But it's a commitment to me feeling really good about myself and having time away from my son, away from work, like just me time. Um, I also get a lot of massages. Me and my husband are lucky enough to live like directly above, you know, a not too expensive massage place. So I stop in there all the time. It's my... um, it's my complete turnoff time, um, which is really nice. And in pregnancy, I really was getting a lot of massages, uh, naturopathica, which is a beautiful spa down in Chelsea, all natural. Like I was getting prenatal massages there and, you know, going to the prenatal yoga center, of course, and really taking the the time to just connect to other moms and soon to be moms. Cause that in itself is a real act of self-care. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah. And, you know, it was I after I gave birth to Riker, I had a hard time um, and I was so shocked. I was like it was like a huge shock that it was so difficult for me because I manage so much. I own a big company. Like I, I thought that like, Oh, it's just going to be me with a baby and like everything's going to come very easily. And I'm going to be able to breastfeed just like very naturally. And it was like all of these thought expectations. Right. And the reality was vastly different. Um, and I say, and I, and I wrote this in the email to you prior, like prenatal yoga center really saved my life. Those first few months of motherhood, those first few weeks, especially of motherhood, just being able to be in a room with other women and being like, is anyone else feeling this way? Am I crazy? And that was really the biggest act of self-care. I'm really glad to hear we're able to support you because I do think, you know, especially, and I'm going to put myself in this category. I hope you don't mind me putting like the type A person. Um, You know, I don't think anyone that's ever met me, listened to me, ever interacted would be like, yes, Um, highly organized, highly motivated. And I think when we do have a bump in the road, like a child, you know, who doesn't always follow, you know, if you, especially if you're managing and you're an owner, like you're used to delegating and getting things done and checking it off. And a a child certainly isn't going to adhere to that. Um, And it can throw, I find it, it threw me off a bit, you know, um, just any issue with breastfeeding or how to breastfeed outside the house or just kind of the bump of this isn't how I always, how I planned it. So how did you get to the other side of it? And was it more the expectation or what was, where was the turbulence? Yeah, it was really the expectation. So it wasn't even like, oh, the sleep, like I'm so like, you know, that kind of, I'm a camp owner. So like going nonstop and like (laughs) staying up all night, like that's kind of, I'm used to that kind of stuff. It, what it really was, it was more, and I'm like very in the wellness world. Um, and a lot, like just what I heard from everyone was as soon as he comes out, you're going to look at him and be like, there you are. Like, I remember you. We've spent so many lives together and I love you. Like, I love you immediately. Like this instant, like I've never felt a love like this. And people also said like you, as soon as he comes into your life, you'll never remember what it was like beforehand. I I remember. And sometimes um regret, not regret, uh, I yearn for, <laughs> definitely like, yearn for. And, and I literally, so I literally, he came out and it was like a very easy pregnancy, a very easy birth. It was like wonderful. No, tr- like just very, like very easy and wonderful. And then we went home and I was like, who is this? It was like, what's going on? I don't know what I'm doing. Like, he's not latching. It was like all of these things of like, wait a minute. Like, I'm not feeling this instant. There you are. So many lives. Our souls have known each other forever. Now he's four months. It's very different. It feels very different. But the the first month of me expecting to be like, we're together again. Like, souls did not feel that way. And and it, I, I felt horrible. I felt like, I'm a bad mom. Uh, like uh, we're not connected. He hates me. It was like, he wasn't latching. It was like, he would like, you know, look up with this huge mouth open to like latch on and couldn't. And it was just like, and I was pumping every two hours. I'm exclusively breastfeeding. And like, that was important to me. It's, you know, that was just a decision I made. And 
So every two hours I was pumping and like, it was just, it was a nightmare. It really was. Now that I'm not in that place and you said, what did you do to get out of it? I ran to the prenatal yoga. I really did. I joined a new mom support group and I started taking, going to classes and going to things all the time, really. Cause I didn't, I felt bad just sitting there in my apartment by myself. Like it was not a blissful, wonderful first few weeks at all. So like that second month, even I was like, out at classes and it's what I needed to do. And I needed to get out of the house, um, with him and it, and, and, and more than anything, I needed to talk about it because that first month I was just sitting in shame of, I'm not like, I'm not loving him enough or like that. We don't have the bonds that we're supposed to have or that. Why do other moms feel this instant? Like, there you are. Like, I don't even remember what life was like. I was like, I remember what life was like before you, what's wrong with me? So I started just talking a lot to people and very honestly, and you know, I, I don't hold back. I was just like, is anyone else feeling this way? Because I feel this way. And am I crazy? And then just hearing over and over, Oh no, me too. Me too. One of my favorite moments ever. CS uh, favorite moments, favorite quotes ever. CS Lewis said, friendship happens the moment one person turns to another and says, you too. I thought I was the only one. And the moments of that over and over and over again, that's really what saved me. Um, and I'm such, as I know you are too, a huge believer in community. My whole life is about community. And so, yeah, that new mom community from the get go, like those was what saved me in that time. I'm so glad. Well, on several things, thank you for being part of our community and community is a huge part of PYC, but more importantly that you are so open about the struggles because you're not the only one that is heard and has the expectations of like, Oh, it should be instant love. And if we're only saying that not giving some, maybe some people do have that, but if that is the only vision of new parenthood, it's setting a lot of people up for a struggle in that fourth trimester. If they only feel like, you know, what's wrong with you? Like you said, a month of shame, how awful that that had to happen. So thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah, no, of course. And honestly, I'm so, I'm a very big believer. Everything is perfect and happens for a reason. And so I'm so grateful for that first month because really every day now I'm like, so grateful. All right. So talk about now what's, what's life like now? Life like so I'm back at work. So I took three months off and I own my own business. So you know what that is. Did so you actually really take actually, three months away from your business? I I joined a few big meetings, but other than that, I really took off. And I remember telling my business partner and telling our like head of operations, like just being like, I'm not really gonna take like I think, <laughs> guys, maybe maybe like the first two weeks. And then I'll be back. I'll be joining status calls. Literally. I was like two weeks. And then, then that first like month I was like, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Like, cause I, well, because at that point you were in like a not great headspace. You're like, rescue me, rescue me, rescue me. Like, let it, let me go back to work. And then everything changed. And I really was like, at one point I was like, maybe I'll never go back to work. Like I was like, maybe this is just like life now, like tummy time and mommy me yoga. Um, 
no, but now, and I, and so I took a solid, I really, I really did gave myself that. And I'm so grateful because I was able to go back to work without any resentment, without any, you know, like just feeling complete with, with that period of time. Um, and I'm so lucky that I own my own business. So I'm able to go back every, you know, to pump at home a few times a day. And you know, that my mom is watching him, um, on Mondays and she's so funny because, you know, now she years later, she know she lives in New York city. She no longer lives in Long Island where, where we grew up and she owns a company all about taking people on nature quests, um, all about going out in nature and doing solos. So she's like already like she's taking leaves off of trees and showing him like, this is a leaf. Um, <laughs> And then my mother-in-law watches him Tuesday and Wednesday. And I'm really, for those three days, I mean, I go back to pump, but other than that, I'm really out of the house. Um, and then Thursdays and Fridays, I'm home with him. And we've just set it up that, like, he comes to meetings. And I'm so lucky that I work in a situation, you know, in, in, a, in a community and, and with people that, like, it's not a big deal. If I'm like, oh, I'm bringing my baby, you know, it's, that's just what's happening. Um, so, so yeah, it's really wonderful. I feel so lucky. And, I, you know, I worked in corporate for years and years and years. And so I know what it would have been like if I was in corporate. And I just feel, I just have so, give so much credit for all of the moms who are like working those jobs at like at nine to six or nine to seven. And, you know, I just, cause I was there too. And I, I, yeah, it's hard. You so. found a really good balance. It sounds like between work and family. And, and I agree with you, you know, I do have the privilege to work on my own schedule in a sense. I mean, I have to teach some classes, but you know, I, I basically do kind of my desk hours while the kids are in camp or school and, and kind of work around that. Um, but I do have some friends that are in, you know, kind of that traditional job yeah. and, and it looks a lot harder. Um, so I'm glad that you were able to find that balance. What about on weekends? Do you feel like you ever kind of have to shift into work mode? Or are you able just to kind of get out? I mean, because I'm assuming soul camp probably has weekend stuff. Yeah. Yes. And no, you know, this is our fifth year. So soul camp, we have two large scale camps. So we have, um, our East coast camp and our West coast camp. Our East coast camp is uh, next month. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. And we also have the whole creative agency that's going, um, so, you know, but we have really wonderful people that work with us. So, you know, a lot of it, the first few years, me and Allie, literally my business partner and best friend, me and Allie worked every single day till midnight. Like it was like, and now we've set it up in a way where it's like, we know what we're doing. We we've done it so many times before, you know, we have a few new things happening this year. Sean Korn, who's a yoga instructor, she's like coming to our East coast camp. So there's some new things around that. And we have, you know, just new, new things, but it not too Like we really, we, we know what we're doing at this point. So we know it's, it's not as much work as it used to be. Um, which is me and Allie yesterday were like walking. We like went into the gap in the middle of the day. <laughs> and we're like, is this okay? Like that this is what's happening. Like, but yeah, we're at the, this point now where it's kind of, we know what we're doing. So that's good because I'm assuming had you had your baby a couple years ago when you guys were just initiating work, it would have been a different thing. So before we go, I want to hear more about Soul Camp, but I want, before we do that, I want to keep diving a little more to parenthood Please. because I just, I'm fascinated by everyone's experience. Yes. So what has been your favorite part of parenthood so far? My favorite part is when Riker wakes up in the morning. Um, and I just, 
watch him as he like does the like like hands up. I know that baby like <laughs> the best. Um, this and like when he just he's now at a point where he's recognizing he, he knows who we are and these huge smiles and you know we always just say to him over and over like do you know how loved you are do you know how loved you are and you know it's I feel like he feels that and so just to feel him feel I don't know I think just um, like the moments. So like every, okay, I'll give you an example. So he wakes up at between 6.30 and 7. Um, and my husband leaves for work at 8, 8.45. So there's a solid hour I feed him. And then for a solid hour, the three of us are just in bed together. And it's just the most special time ever. We're just, it's, and you could just tell Riker like lying in between. It's just the cute, it's the most special sacred time. Um, so that's really wonderful. Um, just the moments where it's the three of us together in the mornings when he's just waking up. And I love seeing him with the other babies. It's like, Oh my gosh, the, it is, it brings me so much joy. The first time I ever took him to like a class and there's like a floor of babies. It was like having these moments first identity wise of like, Oh my God, I'm a mom. Like I'm the mom in this class taking my baby to this class. It's so crazy. Um, and then, yeah, just seeing him, start to recognize like his friends, other friends. Were you a baby person before? Like, were you, yeah. Okay. Cause there's some people I'll admit, like before I got into this world, I was not a baby person. I was not, I was never that kid that was like, I can't wait to be a mom. Had I not somehow stumbled into this world, you know, it just wasn't on my my radar. And now of course, like that is my world that's supporting and empowering and educating. So massive change, but you know, some people there, it's just not in their DNA necessarily. So that was, that was already part of you. It was. Yeah. I love, yeah. I worked when I was like in eighth grade, I worked at a daycare center. I'm a big camp person. So there's always been that element of like, just taking care of the youngins in a way. (laughs) But, um, well, what's been your biggest surprise? My biggest surprise. I mean, definitely that those first few weeks, for sure. That was a humongous surprise. Um, and, you know, just this other, just how much I think about him throughout the day. Um, that's another surprise. Like, I am someone who it's like I'm very concentrated on, like, what I'm doing, where, as I have to be, there's so many moving parts, there's so many things. But just, like, so many, like, a million moments a day, the flashes that come in um, just of him and yeah. And it's interesting. I like even thinking about this and hearing myself like say how much I love him because again, it's those first few weeks, the first month and a half, two months, it did not feel that way. Like me hearing someone else say, I can't believe how much I love him. I would be like, what? (laughs) I don't feel that way. But now I really do. Um, and that's a really beautiful thing to grow into. I'm so glad. And, and kind of keeping with this whole Q&A of parenthood. So I know the first few months were extremely challenging. Do you face any challenges on a daily level that you've found a way to overcome, like feeding or sleep or time organization or self-care? Well, you said you got that in. Just Yeah, I got self-care in. You know, he's we're really lucky. He's a really, really easy baby, um, really happy, easy baby. So 
he's sleeping. I, it's like, I'm like embarrassed to say like, he's no, sleeping. embrace it because you don't know what's going to come later. He may be a, you know, a hellish teenager. So take in oh. what you got or toddlerhood is going to might yeah, kind of slap you in the like, face. You know, the la- the, the latching was really, really difficult. So for the first four weeks, he did not latch and he was bottle fed. And, and I just remember thinking like, he'll never like, he'll, he just, we just won't be breastfeeding. And I'm just going to be pumping. And I remember being up late on like um, exclusive pumper discussion boards and like just trying to learn how to pump more. And I was eating fennel seeds and my husband was baking lactation cookies. It was like crazy. And like he was eating more and more and I was and it was like I felt like I wasn't keeping up. And again, I am like (laughs) – the baby, a fed baby is a, is a happy baby. So like I, you know, I had formula ready and waiting like in the wings for like the moment. And then, um, and then he latched, but yeah, that, that again, those first few weeks, it was like, holy shit. It's so, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But now it's different. He's grown into my, he's grown into my boobs and (laughs) he can now latch. Um, so that's, yeah, that's really good. That takes a massive stress off. So is there any advice you wish to share with you wish that someone had told you before coming becoming a parent about pregnancy or birth? And then is there anything that you want to share? Well, I think the the first thing, and again, I am so committed to talking about this literally anytime anyone asks me, like, how is it going? I always say it's wonderful now. And it was very, very hard in the beginning because no one, I didn't know. And so that is what I wish. I wish that someone said, don't expect to love him right away. Don't expect to feel this immediate bond. This is a brand new person in your life. Like you might not just immediately feel there you are. I've been waiting my whole life. Like there you are. It was, it took time. It took a few weeks for me to be like, Oh, there you are. Like that first, those first few weeks and same with like hormones and like everything is just so crazy. So I wish that someone said, expect it not to feel this immediate. There he is. Like, you know, because I didn't feel that way. And I wish someone told me number one. Was your family supportive of that? Because if that's what you heard growing up, were they a little surprised or how did they support and and embrace that? Well, my mom's a psychotherapist. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, so she probably yeah, has, yeah. She, she was, she was really helpful. Um, and so was my husband, you know, but it was hard also. That was another thing. My husband didn't really understand, like when he would come home from work and I would just be crying being like, I can't handle this. Like he wouldn't get it. He would just be like, I don't, he's sleeping most of the time. Like, what do you mean? Um, he didn't really get it. So that was really, really hard also. Luckily I have an amazing therapist and my therapist who is also a mom, you know, was able to say like, Michelle, this is totally normal. And like really, you know, same with like moms in the prenatal yoga center. Um, but yeah, everyone was super supportive. You know, I hired Andrea, the lactation consultant. To she come saved my butt or, or I should say more of my boobs. Um, <laughs> with both like, kids. Yes. Down. Yeah. She became literally, I text her still like, she's like family. So yeah, she came over, she sat with me and my mom, like, you know, so I had a lot of support. Um, and yeah, luckily, like my family is very loving and, um, understanding of anything. So 
that was that was good. So that was yeah. So that I wish someone told me what someone did tell me, which was really really great advice. Um, I mean, this is more like logistical stuff, but like, don't plan if you're living in New York City, don't collect things more than three months in advance. Cause I'm someone I wanted like everything set up. I wanted like drawers for zero newborn zero to three, three to six. And like my, it was actually my therapist who was like, we live in New York city only have three months stuff for now. Only plan three months in advance. Don't even bring a crib in yet. So she like really helped me like think more localized as opposed to like we live in the suburbs and I can have anything you know we have all these this room because we don't well I think Um, clutter affects people's kind of clarity like if you live amongst I mean I'm not a clutter person I purge almost to the point where I'm like oh I wish I hadn't thrown that out but I think when we have too much around us and baby stuff it's so bright and you know it's it can be overwhelming I think that can affect our ability to get calm and grounded, especially with a huge transition. So I think that's great advice. That's really good advice. And the other thing that I would say is, you know, I try to remind myself how, like, take in how small he is now. Take in the fact that he's still lying on your chest. Like, take in the fact that he still fits, you know, between you in this way. Like, really just taking note, um, because so many people told me it goes by so fast. So I try to just ground myself and bring myself into presence of like, remember this, like, look how small he is. And also with the phones, I try not to beat myself up at all that like, I'm always on my phone because I am. But when I notice now, it's like, if I notice that he's looking at me on my phone, I immediately put my phone away. Um, and just be aware of that. Like, I, again, I'm not into shaming or like, you know, anything myself. Um, so it's just, awareness in that way. Yeah. I think the phone can be a trap. I, I, I struggle with that too. I try to put it away or sometimes I find myself like my kids and I are watching TV and I have like behind a pillow and I'm like, Deb, is this really that necessary? Do you need the phone? Like and they, they see me trying to sneak looking at them like this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, good advice there. All right. Now I want to switch. Um, you have such an interesting job. I, I was fascinated when I learned about what you do. You explain your whole job and, and soul camp and soul camp creative. It's, it's so unique. Yes. So yeah, we have two facets to what we do. Soul camp, the camps and soul camp creative. I'll start with soul camp creative. So soul camp creative is, we have a branding strategy, design, marketing agency, working specifically and solely in the transformational space. So all of our clients are coaches, teachers, authors, retreat centers, yoga facilities, you know, basically conscious brands and people looking to help transform and empower people to live a happier, healthier life. That's the demo. It's it's not like, what's the one I talked to? Yama talent agency. It's not like that, right? We're not PR. Okay. So they're PR for yoga instructors. Like very like, yeah, we do branding. So literally what I used to do for Johnson and Johnson and Pfizer and markets creating who are you? Who are you for? How are you differentiated than the other yoga instructor, than the other teacher, than the other author out there? What is your unique demographic, your positioning, your platform, all the way to you like, what is your tagline? What is your, the name of your offerings? What, you know, what is the vocabulary of this brand? When people come to the website, what do we want them to feel? Um, you know, 
just all of that, creating the whole entire strategy down to like, this is the hashtag. This is your launch challenge. Oh, wow. I didn't realize you guys were so detailed. Interesting. Yeah, very, very detailed. We create all of that. Um, and then once that's created, then we move on and create the logo, the brand guidelines, the custom website, all the marketing materials. You know, we have a lot of connections in the wellness, mind, body, spirit world. So we get a lot of people, you know, up as bloggers and contributors and, you know, just out there in a much bigger way. And what we're all about is helping, you know, the author, the speaker, the teacher really go much more mainstream. So like out of like the chakra, a lot like chakra colors into a much bigger platform uh-huh. um, because the world needs these messages now more than ever. Um, so really just helping people speak in a way that is more, um, just can go more widespread. Mm-hmm. So that's, and, you know, helping them set up a platform to get book deals. We work very closely with a publishing house called Hay House um, to help authors get, you know, you know, all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's a creative agency. We have copywriting, social media, and we have a whole team, designers, the whole nine. So that is amazing. We work with incredible, incredible people um, helping build their brands and get them out there to the world. Um, so that's Soul Camp Creative. We'll talk then, about the camp part because that's what fascinates me. Totally. <laughs> totally. The camps are really, really fun. So it's it's a cool interplay because a lot of like our Soul Camp creative clients become instructors at our sleepaway camps. So we run adult sleepaway camps with um, <laughs> that's what just makes me giggle. <laughs> transformational focus so what we do we actually take over kids camp so so they're like real like bunks like I went to overnight camp I was like your typical Jewish kid overnight camp you know and I just can't imagine at this age sleeping in like the wooden mildewy bunk totally well so we take on our east coast camp is like actual bunks just like that not mildewy they're beautiful it's like one of the nicest camps on the east coast camp echo lake in warrensburg new york lake george um but yeah it's it's literally camp so there's like the rec hall the lake the you know we do Olympics, which is like color oh, color wars what's called macabia was that right <laughs> we, we literally run it exactly like camp so back in the day when we first started in 2014 we would have reveille at seven in the morning we no longer do that we it's more of like a retreat but we it's camp but instead of soccer tennis basketball it's kundalini yoga past life regression you know burning your fears in the bonfire intermit so all of these classes going on intermixed with the trampolines and the horseback riding and the archery and like all of the fun camp stuff. So it's amazing. We have about 50 workshops happening a day that campers can pick and choose from. Um, We bring in 30 incredible top of their industry, yoga instructors, meditation teachers, um, speakers, teachers, you know, different instructors. We work with a lot of like the Barry's boot camp and like all of the boutique, um, New York city, like fitness studios to bring in instructors. So it's really like a smorgasbord for campers to come and experience all of their favorite wellness, you know, uh, classes, go to astrology, numerology, tarot readings, like things that they maybe never would go to Tibetan bowl singing, breath work under the stars. It's like literally a smorgasbord of all of these things. It sounds Uh, fun. I kind of, even though I had to admit I was not, I went to camp for years and I did not love it. I am not a sport 
sports person. The, I didn't know being left-handed, I didn't know how to hold the softball bat, you know, so I'd kind of duck when the ball came to me. That was not my good memory of camp, but this, this This is like, you're you're singing my song. This could be your healing of the camp experience. (laughs) Really. Honestly. Is there a workshop in that healing from your upbringing camp experience? (laughs) You know, there, there is a workshop in there for sure. Um, but yeah, so that's our East Coast camp, and that's happening in August. And then our West Coast camp is a little bit different. So it's just by nature of West Coast camps versus East Coast camps. They're like there's no bunks. It's much, it's like private rooms, private cottages, queen size beds. Might so it's be more like a retreat center. More, but it is a camp. So it's interesting. It actually is a camp. It's called Wonder Valley Riverway Ranch Camp, um, and it's in the middle. It's like by. In the right near Sequoia National Park, it's like really incredible. Halfway between LA and San Francisco, um, like a valley nestled in these huge mountains, and um, that it's a camp though that we have go karts and we have trampoline parks and we have water slides and horseback riding and it's an actual it's really a camp, but just much nicer, much more luxury facilities. So okay. yeah. A little more Canyon Ranch as opposed to like the, a little the, more Canyon Ranch. Got yeah. it. Exactly. Well, these sound fascinating, and you did kind of spark my interest about the, <laughs> the East <laughs> Coast. Uh, well, is there anything last minute you want to say as we wrap things up? No, I just, you know, I, like you, so am a believer in community. Soul Camp is all about community. People come to the camps and, like, meet their best friends. And it's just so important for moms, for new moms, for soon-to-be moms to, like, find their people that they can be honest and authentic and vulnerable and real with that saved me and continues to save me. Um, so yeah, I just so appreciate what you're doing and what you've created and I'm yeah. Community for everyone. It's so important. Yes. That is perfect. We're going to end on that community for everyone. Thank you so much, Michelle, for coming in and speaking about your experience. I think the more we share authentically of what we experience and, and the ups and downs, it just helps people be real with themselves. We put enough pressure on ourselves. Society puts enough pressure and, and we just don't need that. Thank you for your, your authenticity and your honesty. Oh, thank you for having me. My pleasure. Wonderful. Enjoy your day. Bye. Bye, everyone. This has been an episode of Yoga Birth Babies, produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening.